0: You're listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live, with your hosts, Eric Provoznik, Jim Culver, Marty Zamora, and Christine Leninger.
1: I'm C.R. Allen, author of Club With You. You're on the All Over the Place podcast, where the fun sanity never ends.
0: Hello, and a very eighty centric welcome to All Over the Place the official podcast of Media Pub Live. I'm your host, Eric Provoznik, and the whole gang is back tonight, starting with Jim. Hello, hey, McFly. Hello. Christine. Hello, hello. Is. And, back, for, you know, erase the name from off the tombstone, Marty Zamora back in the house. Hey, hey. Welcome, my friend. All right, I, I mentioned that we're going to jump right in on this one. This is 80-centric. Marty's got the maiden on. I got the deaf leopard on. Jim's keeping seventy style, and that, that you know, but Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, both eighties movies. 80s. That's, not, that's not tonight. And Christine's got some wacky music festival uh, that was doesn't fit the criteria. But damn it, you know what? We're having fun tonight. And yes, there there is whiskey in this polar pop. Please sponsor a Circle K.
1: Classy, strange things afoot.
0: No no trouble afoot tonight. That is correct.
2: <laughs> that's right, Circle K.
0: So tonight we are doing top three 80s teen movies that do not have John Hughes's direct fingerprints on them. John Hughes, of course, being such an architect of all well, a lot of great 80s movies. So we are going to include him tonight, but not in our for. John Hughes is the plus one where we do name our favorite just one John Hughes teen movie. So we're going to get it rocking right away and we're going to start Catechorn for me with Mr. Jim.
1: Okay, are we going three, two, one, or one, two, three, or do you care?
0: Well, you know, I think the, the the bronze, whatever, however you want to do it. This, this is this is all over the place. We make stuff up as we go.
1: All right, all right. So I'm going to go three, two, one. My number three is a movie that uh, is not <clears throat> directly John Hughes related, but it was definitely influenced by his work, and was directed by a gentleman who basically ended up being Hughes' protege later, and that is Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> uh, like it, which feels like a John Hughes movie through and through. It's a movie about teenagers set in Chicago, and it definitely has that that John Hughes vibe all the way through. But amazingly, he had nothing to do with it, uh, aside from some probably influencing it a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was made by Chris Columbus, who ended up uh kind of kind of becoming John Hughes's partner later. They they uh, directed a lot of each other's scripts and and influenced each other a lot. But uh, yeah, it's one of my one of my all time favorites. Uh, absolutely love it, and uh, just just a such a fun movie all the way through. Um, Got to give a shout out to Vincent D'Onofrio playing the first on screen Thor long before the, Chris I'm Hemsworth. The went. best on-screen
0: on screen Thor until Hemsworth, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Yep, and uh, yeah, just a kick movie all the way through. Love it, and uh, it definitely had that John Hughes feel, even if he wasn't involved in it. Love
0: it. Nice. Love it. That's great. All right. Well, keeping a Chicago frame of mind, we're going to go directly up from Jim and go to Christine.
2: Okay. Well, um, being from Chicago, I love that your first pick was a Chicago movie. As so many of the 80s movies, especially Given John Hughes being a Chicago guy, I'm actually starting out on the West Coast this evening for my '80s teen movie, and I, um, it's actually one of the first um, teen movies that I saw or was allowed to see because uh, I was coming up in the early '80s, Valley Girl ah. with uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Kick- But soundtrack, as many of the 80s movies did have amazing soundtracks, but it was one of those that first introduced me to, um, you know, some great bands that I ended up really loving. And uh, of course, Nick Cage was in it. And yeah, great performances and, you know, gag me with a spoon and all that stuff. Mm
3: -hmm. Totally. (laughs)
0: And Marty, you know, you being a California guy, uh, what what was uh, the Valley Girl influence on you? Because you, you oh. were you were a punk rock guy, you're a metal guy. Did did, did the Valley Girl? Uh, what well, so? What year was You that? down there in your part of LA?
1: What year was that, Jim? Eighty three, I believe. Eighty
2: two or eighty uh, three? Eighty three guys- is
1: correct. Yeah.
3: So so by eighty three, I was in full swing. Van Halen, you know, doing my thing, and uh, yes, I I do remember it. Uh, every girl in the school had to see it and everybody <laughs> saw it because, you know, g- the, what the girl wants, the girl gets.
2: <laughs> That's right. But,
3: yeah. Great movie. Um, yeah, of course we seems know like what girls like.
0: We'll do what girls want.
3: Something like That's that. That's right. Yeah.
0: Something like that.
3: Good choice. Christine.
0: Right. Marty, we're going to shift over to you for your bronze number three, however you want to go.
3: Well, uh, I didn't, as usual, I did not follow the uh, f- formula. Uh, I'm, I'm contrary all the time.
0: I, I, uh, I have confidence that you can wing it, though, with this category. Well,
3: this is, this is, uh, 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 both of those are John Hughes-like. Uh, my number three, which I'm surprised it's number three, but I guess you'll understand when you hear the other ones. But um, my number three is not a teen movie, but it's a teen movie. Uh the outsiders.
0: Oh gotta be a teen yeah. movie, very much a teen movie. Not, not specifically not a teen comedy, but you not, can't no outsiders, pff, no beef not for sure. me.
3: Not uh. your classic yucks you get out of a let's go to the mall type teen movie, but definitely mm. a teen movie. Um yes, and you know, there wasn't really very many people that went along to play, you know, they didn't really make it. One or two of them had some small roles,
0: yeah. Here those there. guys,
3: you know. They 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 did good in their only, you know, theatrical movie. You know, bunch of unknown actors never made Well, I
2: think it. out of those Matt Um Dylan was probably one of the biggest names or Leif Garrett were like and Diane Lane, they were probably the three biggest names in that when it was filmed, and, right?
0: Oh, uh, no, even Diane Lane hadn't really broken out by that stage yet. I mean, she'd done six pack <laughs> and uh but no, the outsiders oh, yeah, I think Dylan. Yeah, Dylan would have been the biggest one, and uh, gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm hard pressed to think anybody else would have had uh, more prior screen time than he did.
2: But it sure yeah, did
3: but uh, a lot of years. <laughs> the post screen time of all those people, outstanding.
0: Yeah, ma- maybe Cruz had done. Well, help me out on this one trivia with Jim. Had Cruz done Taps by that point? Because they're, they're all kind of. I think in it the was same, after that.
1: Yeah, I think, think Taps yeah, was you,
0: after that. Yeah, I think Taps
1: was, yeah, was 81, and I want to see Outsiders were 80, if I remember right. No,
0: no, no yeah. Outsiders was uh, 82, 83. 82. I want to say 83. Yeah, because okay. then uh, I think uh, Tom Cruise's next one after that was either Cruise-In. I'm not sure which came first, Cruise-In. Uh, Cruise yeah, in Taps or, was 81. Yeah. What's it?
2: Taps was 81. Taps yeah. was
0: 81? Yeah. And then – uh Does anybody remember losing it? I was like, not Cruise, I but losing it. But
1: yeah, losing it, Yeah. That was losing that? It. Before that? Yeah, Top Gun was a Losing It reunion. Like three of the that, actors well, was, Yeah, showed up in Top Gun he, later.
3: He was uh really young in that. So was that even
1: Was that even before The Outsiders? Yeah, I think Losing It might have been his first movie.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then uh Risky Business, 8384. Yeah. And uh That's if first. you that, has uh anyone seen the director's cut of The Outsiders yet? Nope. Maybe. Which Maybe. Coppola, a lot of times director's cuts will fall flat on their faces. They're just vanity projects, but Coppola did an amazing job with it. He went in and uh, refigured the uh, chronology of it and it plays exactly like the book now. Mm-hmm. Oh. with uh, Yeah, and, uh, and you get the added bonus of two separate audio tracks. You get like a video track as well uh, with special appearances from Matt Dillon and Rob Lowe separately. They didn't join the cast rest of the, some of the cast members in the studio yeah Coppola doing one and then in a separate one video with the Swayze Diane Lane C Thomas Howell and Machio, all saying there you you watch them watching the movie together and commenting on it oh that's very cool highly nice. right outsiders right. the complete novel awesome stuff and yes Christine I have it on blu ray
2: thank you I was worried
0: um, yeah, so I just
2: can't believe this got by me, Marty. Like, that is one of my favorites. And I always tell my boys it. that they're um, Daryl Soda Pop and Pony Boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess we are calling there. them Maybe that you
2: know, now? They, do, they are pretty much them.
3: <laughs> yeah, so... And, oh, uh, this
0: household just got a whole lot more fun.
3: <laughs> and I, I think that was 82, Jim. Or outsiders
0: that
2: sounds
3: yeah. about right yeah i
0: believe so it came out when i was in middle school and we were reading it at the same time so that sounds about right yeah oh,
3: 83 would have been right
2: it's yes yeah, so right i in was there. a sophomore I know, high I saw school it in the theater so you I can imagine, imagine. being a sophomore yeah.
3: in high school that was exactly in our wheelhouse oh i'm sure you. and then my uh my friend's dad bought a vcr wow i'm gonna date myself you bought a vcr the ones with the it pops up, you put the yeah, tape oh, in. The, the
0: top load deck, yeah.
3: Yeah, and also it had the wired uh, remote. It was mm-hmm. about twelve hundred dollars in nineteen eighty-three. And we, there was three movies, and one of them was The Outsiders. Um, anyway. Uh, what the to, don't, don't just, we'll, or the other you know, two. Don't don't leave us hanging. Or the other two. I'll watch it. Uh one of them was that uh that it was a movie made for like 30 something people. Remember the show 30-something? It's mm-hmm. like the movie that kind of inspired that. I can't remember the name okay. of it right now.
0: The, uh, would, that, would that be big, uh, chill. The big Chill?
3: Big Chill. There you go. Okay. We used to call it the Big Chillote.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> which, which means just Google it.
2: Yes.
3: So, uh, Josh, yeah. another we word
0: through. you don't want to use around the friends. So. Yes. Famously.
3: We had to adjust the tracking, though. You know, like, just get it dialed <laughs> in. Good. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, tracking good times.
2: Okay, Eric, what's your number? All right, three? Well,
0: up up to me, and uh, again, just uh, so so many in this awesome decade. I'm, I'm gonna kick things off with Heather's a little darker,
3: a little darker, a little good. Not, not, good, not
0: soundtracky. Uh, although there's strangely enough, the uh, it's a great score by uh, Thomas Newman, Randy Newman's, I think jim are they brothers cousins i think thomas and randy are are brothers right I,
1: that that i'm not sure yeah i don't know well
0: the newman, family the, newman all family the awesome scores but thomas newman did did the soundtrack but teenage suicide don't do it not included on the soundtrack it's just just a score anyhow yeah. but uh it was, a, it was a, the breakout party for uh christian slater and winona ryder and uh just Demented. It was just the right movie in the late. Someone, you know, I just started college and uh, we watched that movie ad nauseum. That 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 was Friday, Saturday night drinking and watching Heather's. So yeah, it's a uh, good, and a great script by. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, D- Daniel Waters wrote it. Michael Layman directed it. Just just a fun little under the radar movie that lasted a week in theaters. I saw it there and then. For real. Too many not too many times on video. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Short runs. It was in Toledo, Ohio. Come on. We didn't we, we didn't exactly have the uh the art house and the Indies uh cook in there in, in T Town.
2: Not to condone drugs or anything, but I actually was high when I saw
0: that. Oh, I <laughs> love drugs. I
2: had just gotten my wisdom teeth out. So I was on, and I didn't know yet that I was allergic to codeine. So um I actually was on painkillers.
0: A legal high. Wow, look at that. Party. <laughs>
3: So, so I was on
2: painkillers when I saw that at home. And I was like half in, half out during the movie. And my dad was watching me and uh, took it upon him to have a really interesting conversation with me while we were watching this messed up, dark teen movie.
0: <laughs> and uh, a little trivia with Eric here, you know, a little offshoot from the trivia with Jim. Uh, Lizette, oh, Heather number two, Lizette, I can't remember her last name. But she was the girl on the cover of Foreigner's Head Games. I bring that up so I can include the song Head Games when, when we do the playlist. Ah,
2: uh, there you
0: go. Ooh.
2: There's that always a head. Right.
0: Huh? Wedge it in. Once yep. a DJ, always a
1: DJ.
2: There you go. All right, You're
0: Jim,
1: sh- we go back to you
0: it. for your second oh, yeah, Number two.
1: Number two, okay. Uh, my, my second is going to be Teen Wolf. Which is one of, one of my one of my nice. childhood favorites. Such a such a fun movie. Uh, movie that introduced me to, to Michael J. Fox, I think, before I even saw Back to the Future. Uh, and uh, just yeah, such such a fun movie. Just you know, it and it's a movie that 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 has a clever idea using being a werewolf as a metaphor for for your teen years, and just absolutely plays it to the hilt and has has a lot of fun with it. Uh, I feel like if they tried to make this movie today, they would not get it right. They even tried to make a TV show, and from what I heard, it was just dark and not fun at all. Because Thanks that's apparently how, how everything Thank has to be now. TV, yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, just just a real kick of a movie. Uh, I don't know whose idea, whose crazy idea it was to put a, a, a teen sports movie and werewolves together, but uh, but it was but it was hilariously <laughs> brilliant. Worked.
0: It was the eighties.
1: <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably a supporting
0: a little... cast in that one, including Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And
0: a guy, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but wasn't Jerry Devine? Oh, never mind. I'm getting maybe he was in Adventures in Babysitting. I'm thinking, uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead.
1: No, it's oh, Keith Jay. Coogan. He was in those. Keith
0: Coogan, okay. Keith Coogan, not Jerry Devine. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Jerry Devine was kind of the go to best friend back in the mm-hmm. 80s, but uh,
0: energetic I mean, best friend,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but, but yeah, just, yeah, just a really, really fun movie all the way around and, and uh, just kind of celebrated, you know, in its own way, teens just having fun and, and partying and having a good time and let, letting boys grow up into men their own way. And, and, uh, you know, just, just a, yeah, one of those formative movies I grew up on. It was a, a really fun movie. I did
0: not see Teen Wolf coming up tonight and I could not be happier. Great call, Jim. Love it. Love it. All right, Christine, to you. Yeah.
2: Okay, so my number two pick um, actually took place here in Arizona, Tucson, to be exact. And um, it stars uh, one of the first looks that I had of Patrick Dempsey. People may know him as Mr. Dr. Steamy from Grey's Anatomy, but um, he actually was an 80s actor for all you youngins in teen movies. And uh, he actually had quite a few really good... Um, in that same kind of thematic line, um, don't ask me what they were called, but he had several movies um, in the early to mid 80s. Uh, but Can't Buy Me Love is this one and um, kind of Hughes-esque again, but um, and some good, good soundtrack songs on it. And yeah, it's one of my faves. And What
0: Wasn't uh, Heather number one? I believe Heather did. number
2: one was in that movie as well. Mm mm-hmm. I believe she was the main love interest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Of course, I'm blanking on her name now, but yeah. I don't remember her name. I'd have to look it uh, up.
3: I think we covered it with Heather number one.
0: Heather number one. That's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: yeah, right, I think Laura? I think uh, very few actors have grown have grown into their looks the way Patrick Dempsey did, well, starting okay. out as this yeah, skinny yeah. nerdy yes. guy and growing into mick dreamy. Just holy oh, crap, yeah. dude!
3: I'd totally bang him.
2: Yeah, he was Dreamy. Sorry, McDreamy.
0: McDreamy, yeah. Eric, Eric, whatever his name was, McSteamy, right?
2: Yes, yeah.
3: Yeah, I was Mm going to correct you and say that, but then I realized
2: I only watched like the first couple seasons of Grey's.
0: I I, I, never admitted to watching (laughs) that show. No, never admitted.
2: I started watching it and then I fell off early. I
0: I, I got paid to watch it and that's that's (laughs) my excuse. I'm sticking to it in my Disney days. So, yeah. Well, before before we diverge further Marty to you
3: uh all right uh once again nothing like a John Hughes movie um I mean I guess you could point to some parts of it and you probably will but karate kid uh I know I know I know that's not a teen movie bunch of teens doing a bunch it of is. teen crap
1: it is grappling teen teen with
3: movie?
0: their with their young adulthood. Absolutely. So
3: the, uh, yeah. the old guy from Okinawa was a bunch of teen guys doing <laughs> teen stuff with teen girls. Elizabeth Shoe.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah.
3: By the way, that was Lenny and Squiggy from Laverne. Yeah, yeah, it. It. yeah, I knew what
2: you were doing.
3: I remember yeah. that. Up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was the, was,
2: sweat
3: that was the Sweat Hogs. <laughs> that was the uh, Sweat Hogs. That was Vinnie Barbarino of the Sweat Hogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so Karate Kid, it was amazing. I loved it. Uh, then I still love it now. Um, the show is really good. Uh, I, you know, the, the movie's always going to have a special place. But and number one, I mean that the the second one was good. The third one was fine. They were fine. Nothing great, nothing bad. They were fine. But number one, really, really, really deeply set in my, you know, sort of. Top teen movies, or you know, stuff I liked when I was a kid, I really, really liked that. Uh, it was just yeah. a lot of fun, and um, I was already to the point where I was like, ah, karate's, bullshit. but the movie was fantastic, loved it. And again, Elizabeth Shue did not hurt, <laughs> uh, it at the time it was fine for me to go, Wow, she's yeah. hot. Um, and but, she's uh, aging
1: uh, like fine wine, by the way, yeah, for she, to she the hot
3: to I don't know. Till her death is she dead? Maybe not. No, yeah. She's uh in- leaving Las for Vegas. the show
0: the boys is dead to me, but I think she's still alive.
3: Yeah, she was fantastic in uh in uh leaving Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. for sure, uh, and also still hot. And, so and yeah, so uh, finished. it was just really good. Machio is obviously that was you know, when we discovered he was outstanding actor, young actor, and uh
0: but we already knew that from your first one.
3: This is true. It's yeah, true, I can't wait
0: to
2: find out if your number one has Machio in it as well. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I didn't. I honestly didn't notice it until just now, until it was pointed out to me. I'm but uh, oh, the the main difference is uh, you know the outsiders had forty seven guys in it, so they all sure. wanted to, want to be stars. Well,
0: I think the only thing that could have improved the Karate Kid is if that friend of of Daniel's friend. Would have gotten his line right the first time, instead of having, oh, yeah. having overdone.
2: Yeah. Jeff Brian, uh,
3: that is a throwback. Yes, I see a previous podcast. Yes,
2: good throwback. We, there. we love
0: you, Jeffrey Brian, we'll and you had fun with it. We're going to continue to have fun with it. <laughs>
3: yeah. So anyway, yeah, fast times really good, um, really good protagonist. Um, I, you know, uh, Johnny was awesome. He was a, I, I liked him better than. <laughs> Better than uh, Danielson, but you know, I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I, I thought he was way cooler and he was a douchebag, which I had recently discovered was how you got girls. I didn't know that at the time, but I, I kind of learned it kind of in that time where you're like, oh, you only be half nice. It works. <laughs> so uh, he was my introduction to douchebagness. He was a total douche, but I dug him. He was cool. And he had his little squad and they were all douchey. You know, great movie.
0: And, and that that was the beginning of Zab the the Zab, be, becoming the the go to dickhead. Oh, and very very quick well, side I mean,
2: James Spader. Come on. Well, no,
0: no, I'm good. that that's where I was going. Quick, quick, uh, light, lightning round. Who played the better high school dickhead, Billy Zabka, or or John uh, or, or or Spader? Mm. i think christine go you're going spader Spader.
1: zabka hands down marty yeah i agree with jim
0: i'm I'm going with the zabs too if only because spade spader oh no hey spade spader well let's let's go this way zabka king douche and karate kid and then uh, another movie i believe was was filmed out here in uh, arizona just one of the guys or is he actually a good boyfriend in that one anyway uh but uh well let's just keep that maybe a half douchey guy uh but then uh going to back to school mm-hmm. and help me out Jim. What, what, what's uh, he he had uh he had a, he had a nice troika of, of being being uh, douchey king douche the ones I remember okay
3: hey let's forget the uh, pretty and pink douche
0: well, not so many James, James, wow. Spader.
2: yeah, that was
3: Spader, yeah, yeah, Spader. Right. I thought you were referring to him from the other douchey, never mind.
0: Well, well, well Spader was just douchey in less than zero, and yep, mm-hmm. and that, but but two very strong dickheads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two very strong, this, this is a great
3: show. We're really good at this.
0: <laughs> we have a really strong, you know, strong the, guy, the, the yeah. guy from the thing, <laughs> the other thing. Here's a bleep Wait, we'll, we'll bleep. We'll bleep some of yeah. this out. Now they have fun with that that bleep button. Yeah, I, I will right, say
1: well. the '80s are the the last age of great douchebaggery on film because after that, the Hollywood decided that the bullies and the jerks had to be more complex and more have, have more gray area, and the and the actors couldn't just let loose and just be like complete scumbags.
3: Yeah, and so also- that's why
1: I think it's people look back and remember those those performances because they were just. The, the ultimate quintessential douchey bullies. Yes, and they always, nowadays, they seem to always have
3: some backstory that explains why they're so douchey. I don't care right. that your mom mm-hmm. hugged you too much or not enough. I don't know. Who cares? Just let him be Suck a Suck it up. Rub nerd
0: on it. To my number two, Uh this is gonna, I think Marty made a little slip there and he said uh, said something. I mean, uh, he did
2: too. I caught that as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, my number two, also incredibly sour, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> did I, did I you double you up, Marty? You did I think, it to no, is, I won't get that into it. I'll let Marty have fun with his as his number one. I will just say that.
3: No, just run with it. We'll, that'll just be my number one.
0: Yeah. Well, Go. to me, I can't think of any movie outside of Soap Dish that had as many Oscar nominees. Actually, at the time, they're all, all future Oscar nominees. In fast times at Ridgemont High. Nicolas Cage. Uh one well, the Oscar winners or nominees. Uh Jennifer Douche Jason Penn. Lee. What's that? Douche pen. Sean Penn. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Penn, of course. Uh, multiple Oscar winner. And uh Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. There. Thank it you. came Forrest back to the ah, yes. Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. So uh try and you know, Mr. Hahn, Vincent Schiavelli, just, oh. just just an amazing cast. And, of course, Hamilton, Judge Ryan. Way to
3: go, Hamilton.
0: Yes.
2: And Phoebe Cates, you know. Phoebe Cates, you know, amazingly
0: quotable. That's R- Richard so play. I almost I almost wore my cheap trick shirt. R.I.P. Hoping that Damone could score me some tickets. Mm-hmm. But no, no go on that it's, it's a Def Leppard kind of night for the 80s. So I'll, I'll, I'll let Marty talk more about uh, Fast Times a little bit later. That's my second one. Jim, over to you for your third entry, or your gold, or your number one.
1: Oh, do we do we pass Christine?
2: I'm after you here.
1: Okay, fair enough. All right, all right. My number one. Now I've gotten better at this. I don't miss people anymore. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> my number one. I actually didn't see this movie until I was in college, so I discovered it late. But I, a friend, a friend, turned me on to it. But after I saw it, I fell in love with it and am completely obsessed with it and have been ever since. It's one of my all-time favorite teen movies, and it's called Better Off Dead.
2: Damn it! <laughs> oh,
1: I knew it. We, I we knew all I all was going to steal somebody's for that up. one. I knew it.
2: Done, you Jim.
1: We can all talk about it. It's okay.
2: Yes, we cannot. We can all talk about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I and I, yeah, I love that movie. It has. I mean, it has technically all of the ingredients for a normal teen movie. It's got the teen romance. It's got the the. the the teen angst and and the school experience and the prom and all of it and the big face off with the bully at the end but it's the the tone of it is just so weird and surreal and funny that it's really not like any other teen movie i've ever seen and it's it's hilarious and endlessly watchable and uh And easily one of uh, John Cusack's best performances, even though he spends almost the entire movie moping around and, and trying to unalive himself. And, uh, but it's, it's done in such a hilarious way that it's, yeah, it's one of my all time favorites now. I I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, That is one of my
2: favorites also. Uh, Absolutely. I saw that when I was a freshman, uh, like the summer between freshman, sophomore year, I think is when I saw it. And um, just instantly was just like, that movie is so quirky and hilarious and love it, love it, love it. Such a great movie. And another movie
0: um, that lasted, this one actually lasted a week longer than Heather's. I was able to see in the theater, lasted two weeks at the Franklin Park Cinema in Toledo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I, uh, years ago, you know, was like trying to indoctrinate my boys into some of my favorite movies that, you know, from when I was younger and had them watch that movie, had totally forgotten that the whole movie he's trying to unalive himself and was like, don't do that. Don't ever do that. Like, no, no, that's bad. (laughs) Was just like, wait, no, what? This is a bad parenting movie, movie, (laughs) movie's hilarious. I was like, oh, wow. Why did I do this? But yeah, I absolutely love that movie. Um, some great music in that as well from Howard Jones. And um, oh, just can't even think of it, but um and it's the most quotable. I think that's the movie. I'm kind of going into my topic. Um I think I quote that movie more than probably any other movie from back. I want my two dollars.
0: Two dollars. Where- when are we going to be allowed to get away with the line? It's a damn shame throwing away a perfectly good white boy, white like, boy
1: that. like that. <laughs> wow. You can get away with that now. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay to make fun of white people. It's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, Christine, you you no I know problem. you want there, – there's one that I – because I've got two that I, I – it was a toss-up. If you want to take the one that you had said on your list and make it your number one and just have – Better off, Debbie, your continuation off of what Jim was saying. I'm willing to seed my one that took place uh, that then involved wet clothes being microwaved to get dry.
2: (laughs) I don't remember what we were talking about because all I can think of your number one (laughs) One, (laughs) that I don't want to steal from you. One,
0: two, three. I get the Take it. I'm giving. oh no,
2: you're so much better at talking about the movies than take I it am. Take away. But, I oh can
0: springboard whatever you don't want to take. See, all over the place. It, okay, we'll just
2: all, all blend together. Our That's number right. one. Um, I freaking love Three O'clock High. From the first time I saw that movie, Casey Samasco. Don't even ask me who else is in it. But um, it just. Oh my gosh, such a great. It's a bully movie. Which is sad, but I mean it's just hilarious. It is such a good movie. Quirky is all. Get out. I'm clearly I love quirky movies, but take it away. Take it away, my love, Eric, and no, talk about no, no, no. what you were going to well, say about it, 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 no,
0: it. It's just you know uh, <laughs> Phil Giulano's first uh, direct, his uh, directorial debut. It's it, it's combined a little bit of that hue. It's a dark hues movie, but it's also very Spielbergian with, you know, just the different technique, the, the, the visual shots in that one, a- excellent, uh, cinematography in that. You need and to just, watch
2: that again, because I haven't seen just, it in so long. And just,
0: yeah. And the tension building, kind of the clock, as it gets closer to three o'clock, and but, Buddy Ravel is one of the most underappreciated yes. movie villains. hmm Especially in a teen comedy. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, God, it, it's, yeah, just an amazing cast all around, and, uh, Good, good stuff for, yeah, three, for, movie.
3: for sure and uh Hilarious. one thing about that villain um he wasn't douchey really um I mean you know
2: he just
0: wanted space, space a I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll
3: tell you one thing he was an actual scary villain like I I remember mm-hmm. just going hmm that guy looks scary that dude
2: he was just a big guy yeah
3: perfect like he had a a scary puss and all that. And I just remember
1: me and all my friends were like, "Damn!" Yeah, Richard, Richard Tyson has got to be one of the 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 best tough guys of the '80s and '90s. Uh, that Kindergarten Cop and a bunch of other yeah. movies, and the fact that they that he actually they actually made fun of of that whole uh, image. And uh, there's something about Mary in his scene yeah. is, is 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 pretty funny. But uh, and. Speaking of Casey Shemasko, so he he went from being the the, the bullied nerd in that movie to playing one of the one of the most famous bullies of all time in *Of Mice and Men*.
0: Yeah, I mean talk. I mean
1: talk yeah. about you know range for 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 a guy like him to to pull that to pull that switch off is pretty amazing. And one of Biff's cohorts in *Back to the Future*. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He, he See, he never he promised he'd never get picked on again after that movie. So well, he, was, yeah, he was always going to be the bully after that.
0: If you want to go back to Back to the Future three times, maybe he was a cousin, and that's where he he, he was a pugilist. That's where he learned that's his right. move. That's right, and Young, young Guns.
1: Hmm.
0: So, and, which is uh, not you know, not a teen comedy. And in the end, Jerry was not the puss that bled. He bled, but that's he right. wasn't the puss. Marty, to you.
3: All right. Uh, I, I have a big surprise. Uh, everybody brace yourselves. I don't even know if you'll recognize this movie or even remember it. Um, the, the the people that were in it didn't go on to do much again. But uh, it's a little tiny itsy bitsy movie that Eric stole from me called Fast Times. You hear that? That's his That's skull. my skull. <laughs> totally wasted. Anyway. Well,
0: Marty, if you're here and I'm here, doesn't that make it our time? Uh,
3: you're perfectly right, Mr.
0: You're absolutely right, Mr. Provost, <laughs> but this time. is Marty's choice. Isn't that
2: movie so, where Vance came from?
3: Uh, <laughs> they're
0: popularized because of that. So, yeah. Well,
3: um, California I was wearing a junior high, I'm a SoCal guy, and it kind of started here. So um, I was wearing them in junior high. Everybody, the the white slip-ons were the cool kid shoes. So cool. Yeah. Man, that was just, you know, right in my wheelhouse, right at the right time. Them falling out of the VW bus with all the smoke. That was exactly me and my friends. Just a bunch (laughs) of dumb shits, doing dumb shit things. And, uh, you know, just, it was... It it really felt for me it felt like a movie about me and my friends. It really did. Uh it just really hit home and I, I love that movie. Absolutely love it. And uh I was a Jason Jennifer Lee fan. i that was who I was digging. I mean Phoebe Cates was off obviously smoking hot, but I had a thing for uh, you know, Jennifer Jason.
0: Thanks, bro. Well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AKA it's
3: okay. AKA, yeah, AKA She was great in that too.
0: All right, well, I, now, my, Mar Mar, see, two of us can th- 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 we we can all have multiple things here. We all love them for different reasons. I, I, and uh, as as we go to my my number one, I just quickly want to get a couple of uh, honorable mentions in, and one of them would be, and actually, I want after I, I talk about these next two, uh, yeah. I want to throw it out there to who was the best represent best representative of eighties teen comedies, but class. With Rob Lowe, Jacqueline Bisset, and uh, Andrew McCarthy. McCarthy. Thank you. I mean, the, McCarthy. The, the, my, my least light smirk, but Andrew McCarthy was great in class. That was a perfect role for him, and uh, that's an honorable mention. To, to my number one, uh, it's another John Cusack movie, but, but um, and that, that would be Say Anything. Hell yeah. Great soundtrack. De- debut movie cool. from Cameron Crowe. And Cameron Crowe, actually, who wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And uh, Fast uh say anything what it was his uh directorial debut and john cusack i mean everybody lloyd dobler just personified every guy who he deserved the girl but it was just hard to get the girl and then the rejection and just great script from cameron crow great supporting cast uh it's uh lloyd lloyd all null and void trying to avoid lloyd and and, and endlessly quotable as well and just uh yeah, love, love, love that. That would be my number one. Say anything.
3: Yeah, excellent. Well,
0: I, and Ione Sky and, and John Mahoney as well. Just uh, those three, just great, perfect, perfectly cast.
3: Cusack did a little of that pining in uh, High Fidelity too.
0: Yep, and, and it worked. He did. He play, plays the hang 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 dog. Uh, you know, desperate lover just out of reach of, of perfection. But but I, and now I I I throw John Cusack out there. As the ultimate '80s teen comedy guy, he probably doesn't like to hear that, especially since he didn't like uh, the, the, doing, doing things in Better Off Dead. He, he kind of shines off on that one, but uh, the guy did a lot, a lot of excellent stuff. And I will, yeah, he did. although it is technically a college movie. Uh, the Sure Thing starts off in high school, where where Walter Gib Gibson is honing sure his skills, could. his shtick. But great, and that, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. i, I, I That's one of my top three Rob Reiner's. Uh, just a great up, update of it happened one night. I oh, yeah, uh, that guy. John, John, oh, now, absolutely. But in the 80s, the guy was untouchable as a writer and director.
3: Hey, so was Sean Penn.
0: Well, see? I, I, and and, and, and they all, they, they, they do the opposite of uh, being yeah, in your 20s yeah. and being in your 40s. But, uh, yeah, John, anybody, who are some other nominations for ultimate uh, 80s actor or actress?
2: I second John Cusack.
0: You're seconding John Cusack?
2: It's one of my favorites, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, not teen ones, but I mean, you know, big actors were Meg Ryan, and, you know, so she was huge back then, but not teen, right?
0: Well, Molly Ringwald. I mean, I I, I know we're heading into John Hughes territory with that one, but John Cusack. uh, Well, Cusack
2: uh, did a lot of Hughes movies.
0: <clears throat> he was
2: in more than one, wasn't
0: he? Mm-mm. we'll, we'll Only... get to that later.
2: Okay.
3: How much uh, later?
0: Ma- yeah, ma- ma- Marty. Uh, any any other? Uh, well, Ralph Macchio, I guess, would be yours, considering two out of your three.
3: This is true, but uh you know, uh, Tom Cruise, <clears throat> he had he had a few bangers there. Yeah, yeah, that's but, nice yeah. John Cusack, too. really. Yeah, I think I agree.
0: Unanimous. Wow. And John Cusack probably hates each and every one of us on a personal level. I don't care. Awesome actor. I love watching. To this day, I still love watching his stuff.
2: He doesn't so, hate me. I'm a fellow former Chicagoan. So, you
0: know. Oh, yeah, Okay. You, you you might get a pass. But anyhow. This, this isn't <laughs> about hate. This is about love. We love you, John Cusack. We, lo- we love your 80s oeuvre. Yeah. And, and 90s, too. Uh, and early 2000s. Uh, all right, but now we're going to flip the script around. We are finally going to involve the man who made 80s teen movies, what they were. and That would be Mr. John Hughes, Chicago guy. And uh, Jim, we start with you for your favorite John Hughes teen movie.
1: Okay, I got to go with this one. It's it's absolutely iconic. It's, I, grew, I grew up watching it about 100 times. And uh, Breakfast Club, absolutely love it. Amazing movie. Uh, I really don't think there's been, honestly, a better teen movie ever made. I'm just going to going to throw that out there. I think it's absolutely an amazing movie and it's yep. it's set it's just set in one setting. It's just five kids getting together and taking advantage of their their detention to share share their souls with each other and it's absolutely a beautiful movie. I love it. I think it's it's yep. just so funny and soulful and 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 powerful and I think it's a great great movie. I think it really transcends its genre and just becomes a great drama in general. Comedy drama.
3: Yeah, yep. yeah and i mean no matter who you were in high school you could relate in some way to one or more of the kids and or one or more of their problems by the way i'm talking because it's also mine it's, mine <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies period but
0: well we, we transitioned so, seamlessly from jim to christine the last time marty we're going to skip over to you and then yeah. we'll go up to christine for, for her. no i'm, I'm just piggybacking
3: because i agree with the guy oh so that, that's just a brilliant movie I just i mean. Everyone was kind of one of those people, some version of one of those people. And that's, I think that's why I grabbed so many people, not to mention that it was done really well, but just, you know, to, uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, videos that sort of spoof it and make fun. And what, that's great. You know, it's, it's great. There's a lot of, points out a lot of things, but man, just fantastic. Love, love, love that movie good soundtrack uh just you know good stuff everything everything you could want in a movie like that
1: yeah zero good on...
3: oh, go sorry almost no violence yep. uh no sexual overtones no nudity no it didn't need any of the extra shit that you need in a movie
1: because it had everything it needed so good and going back to our discussion about about how well characters played douchey in the '80s? Like, has there ever been a, a better <laughs> douche than Paul Gleason? Oh, <laughs> <I mean, laughs> he's a
0: great adult one. Yeah, in that, yeah.
1: yeah. Like, you don't even need you don't even need a bullet a kid bully in that movie because you have you have Mister Vernon. Don't mess with the bully yeah. the man who get the horns. I mean, that, between that and and Die Hard, and at least a couple other movies he did, he just the guy just Happy played, Gilmore played this, just a Guy, you want to smack so freaking well.
3: God, yes. oh, he was so good. Yeah, even like the scene with the janitor and stuff. It's all really good. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, trading places, of course. Yeah. Great bad guy yeah. in that. Yeah. He just that was that man. That was absolutely his his forte. He did. He nailed it so well.
0: And I, I yep. like that Hughes is able to you know, to start the movie off, and this is how he understood. Even though age gap, whatever, he understood eighties teens. And just I think teens in general, kicking that off with the Bowie quote, these children that you
1: spit upon. Uh. Yeah, I I think I think the uh, the key to his success was he he just saw teenagers as people and and teen movie and and movies Hollywood almost never did back then. It was always they they treated everybody like a cartoon and he just looked at teenagers and said, these are people they are just younger than me. And I'll just treat them like people and everybody can connect with that. Yeah. And he did such
2: a great job of showcasing, like, suburban life, and, um, you know, a lot of them took place in Chicago, and, of course, you know, I loved that, we always loved trying to go out and, you know, find the places where the filming was happening, or had happened, and all of that, and...
3: I mean, what there was what a great line! I think your old man and my old man ought to get together and go bowling. <laughs> yep. great stuff, great stuff. They both had asshole fathers, overbearing yeah. dickheads, in a completely different way. Just yeah. yeah, I'm just man. What a what a great movie!
0: Hey, uh, producer, can we have trivia with Jim up, please? Where in Breakfast Club does John Hughes make an appearance?
1: He is one of the parents, and I'm trying to remember whose parent, whose dad he is. Uh, I'm going to say Ali Shidhi's, or not Ali Sheedy, uh Claire's dad. Anthony Michael Hall's dad. Anthony Michael Hall's dad. Oh, that's right. He picks him up at the end. That's right. Yeah, I remember now. With
0: a, with a great name, lead singer from ACDC. ACDC was used in another John Hughes film, but the name for. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character in that? Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson,
3: yep.
0: It's uh, impossible.
3: It's in Johnson's
2: wow.
1: underwear. It's in Johnson's
0: underwear. went <laughs> <laughs> another layer.
1: I love that yes. line.
0: <laughs> you peel things away and you find things oh. all over the place. Yeah. Wait, Levels
1: did I fuck that up?
3: Layer. Was it in Johnson's shorts?
0: No,
1: he said Johnson's
3: underwear. <laughs> in the underwear, okay. Uh, by the way, since... Jim and I shared the hey, no, no, uh, number one. get
0: uh any honorable mentions for either of you guys?
3: Uh yeah, I got a couple, well, one well, yeah, two. Um they're not teen movies, but they're John Hughes movies that I loved, 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 loved. Um my my runner up honorable mention is Uncle Buck. Just love it. Love, love it. Great, great, great. And uh, Transplants and Automobiles is one of my favorite all-time movies. It makes me not breathe. It really, really makes it hard to breathe. I just laugh and laugh like an idiot.
0: And, and as people all over the world or want to do, Christine and I watched that one on Thanksgiving, I didn't realize that movie was barely over 90
1: minutes. And really?
0: so perfectly.
1: Yeah. Man. For ironically, for a movie where the planes never fly, it flies by. Um, <laughs> my honorable mentions for, for the the non John Hughes teen comedies. My honorable mentions are uh, Summer School, which is a which is a really a really fun movie. Uh, oh my
3: Yeah, good. Even pull. The,
1: even though the kid in that movie really is the teacher, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, li- License to Drive with Corey Haim. I absolutely love that
2: nice. one. Nice
1: <laughs> and. Uh, for for John Hughes movies, uh, he's got a lot of famous ones. My honorable mention is going to be what's oh, that? Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. before you say your other John Hughes movies. Oh. It's a limited
0: list. <laughs> I don't think I don't think any of you guys are going to pick this
1: one, but so go ahead.
0: All right. Well, Chris, Christine, okay. we'll come back with Jim on, on an honorable mention. We'll go to you for your number one John Hughes.
2: Okay. So I know what Eric's picking. So I'm going with um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off for mine. Um, of course, like I was talking about that showcasing of Chicago and it's like all over that movie. And I remember going with my friends downtown and like trying to reenact, <laughs> you know, it's of like course, we, didn't, we didn't meet the Danish parade, but, you know, it was, it was just... Did you a meet Abe Froman,
0: movie. Sausage King of Chicago?
2: No, we did not get into St. Paul, but we did go by it, but... <laughs> But yeah, um, great movie, just a lot of fun. And of course it's, you know, the subject matter is all teen and, you know, he's a senior trying to ditch school and get his friends in it with them. Just one of those iconic, iconic scenes. Like um, I'm sure you guys have seen the meme of Cameron's house, like in the woods and the car. And you're just like, I know exactly. what. That is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and we, we, our generation, knows that image, like without a doubt. You don't have to think twice.
0: <laughs> and, and while we're and me- they pull me- into
2: the um the garage and and the um you know the car guy is like, oh, no, no, soon we're professionals, we'll take great care of it. And then they're like, Woohoo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and quick, quickly back to, while you're meme mentioning, I want to throw it out there, and I don't want to say this antagonistically, I'm just saying. Lighten up a little millennials and Gen Z, whether it's Jim's pick uh, with Brett, Jim and Marty with breakfast club. All, that movie is not Ali Sheedy's fever dream. And she's the only one in detention and right. neither is Ferris Bueller, Cameron's fever dream. And that's why all the bad, bad things happen. Nothing bad here. And it's a movie. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Don't try to dissect it and make it meta. Just, it's just a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leave
2: well Yeah. Yeah.
3: Hey, I by mean, the yeah, way,
0: war whatever gets you going, whatever makes you think cool you're smarter than off, the rest of us,
2: exactly. I don't care. Cameron is wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey the whole time and not a Blackhawks jersey. The-
3: that was awesome. That hey, was awesome.
0: Hey, awful. hey, Let's not be dissing on Gordy Howe. Let's not do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was I know, a legend, but still.
2: I, I, hey, I know
3: cool.
0: you're a Blackhawks gal. I get it. I understand it's Chicago, but It's Gordie
3: Howe. She's uh,
2: a Gordie jersey.
3: When you said uh, honorable mentions, I did my John Hughes honorable mentions. I apologize That's for that. Right. But I did have two for the other one uh, Porky's, which I think was 80. Yes. Yeah.
0: And uh, Meatballs. Yeah.
3: Meatballs was Not kind of a teen movie. Anyway. <laughs> you
0: know, and I think Porky's had the most guys in high school played by people who could have been their parents in high school.
3: Yeah. Didn't sure. matter. Funny
0: movie. I possibly.
3: Yeah, and I think Meatballs was in the '80s also. And Meatballs, I and think Cop- Meatballs
0: was '80. Yeah, '80 went the late. Yeah, I really
3: dug that. That was that was fun.
2: Yeah, that was hilarious. Not
3: exactly a teen movie, but now eh, what the hell? That's yeah, camp.
1: Bill Murray was absolutely playing a teen in that, regardless of his age, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for sure.
0: Man, man, children. Really it was an weird. '80s thing. Good times. And uh, yeah. I, I guess I was kind of setting myself up uh, as I go to my number one John Hughes movie. Millennials, Gen Z, quit dissecting this movie. Quit trying to look through it, look at it through the prism of where we are right now. 16 Candles is a great, great movie. And just laugh. The Donger.
3: The Donger.
0: King of the Dipships, Farmer Ted slash Farmer Fred. It, it was Hughes' first, it was his directorial debut funny from start to finish, endlessly quotable, and just sit back and have fun. Every girl wanted to have the the, the dream guy in Jake. Everyone wanted a Jake Ryan. And my freshman, that that movie came out in between my, uh, the summer before my freshman year of high school. I was Anthony Michael Hall. I was king of the dipshits, at at least until baseball season rolled around Then I got back into my groove of being athletic Um, and, and not just nerdy. Comic book reading, Eric. Uh, but 16 Candles, just watch it. It's fine. Does have a little bit of nudity. Does drop an F-bomb. This was pre-PG-13. But just a great movie. For Can't sure. go wrong. Well. That's, yeah. that, that's my number awesome. one John Hughes. With, yeah. with a very, very small, not it's not a teen movie, but like Martin, I'm going to go outside the teen room. John Hughes wrote National Lampoon's Vacation. That's hilarious as well. And that's where we got our first... Not he was in six-pack and a couple of other things, but Anthony Michael Hall really broke out and showed yeah. us how fun he could be in yep. vacation as Rusty Griswold.
3: Yeah, excellent, excellent. I mean, it was hilarious that the kids were always different, but it was also a shame that Anthony Michael Hall was gone. You know, it was a it was a funny gag though to have the kids be different every
0: time. <laughs> Juliette Lewis one. popping up.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And uh and who who was the brother in that one? He went on to uh Big Bang Theory. Why am I blank on his name? I don't, oh. don't really I don't uh, remember his name. He's on Roseanne first, then he's, uh yeah, Yes, uh, I Jim. know who you're talking about. Uh, I don't remember Icky, his name. Geeky, nerdy geek. Yeah,
1: him. Uh but but Jim, to you for your uh, John Hughes honorable mention. Okay, so technically this doesn't qualify because it's it was made after the 80s but uh my pick is drill bit Taylor mm. which is a who was written by Hughes yes and I believe is an 80s movie in spirit even though it came yes. out in like 2000 yeah <laughs> and yeah but it's but funny it's as perfect. hell uh, one of Owen Wilson's better performances in my opinion really funny yes. movie uh and really carried that 80s spirit into the into the 21st century for me.
0: Yep. Ghost written by Hughes. Yes. I, I, I'm so glad you brought this up. I actually was telling Christine about this one and I think that's another one that the, the boys need to see. We, uh, it's a little more modern. They actually know who Owen Wilson is, At least I hope they do. Um, uh, oh yes. They, they know him as, uh, yeah, Lightning. Lightning. Lightning McQueen. That's how they know him. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, I'm glad Drew are Taylor's Jim coming up with the deep cuts tonight. I love it. <laughs>
2: My honorable uh, we, mention, John Hughes, is not a teen movie either. It's she's having a baby. That's my other, my other favorite, besides for the ones that were mentioned. Such a great movie, such a great soundtrack, also.
0: Yeah, uh, babies and it's are a great gross.
2: Topic also, yeah.
0: John, John Hughes can't grow. and I, and I'm going to throw one more in just for a second because we got to add some stuff to the soundtrack. And John Kapalos, who who was, uh, oily bo hunk in the janitor the janitor club and dino in weird science weird science flies under the radar too much because it came out the same year as uh as breakfast club and just it it doesn't get enough love and anthony michael hall great in that robert downey jr great in that and uh (laughs) yeah she's in she's in the Malacca's dino
3: we can all agree that the 80s were awesome. That's right. Weird, kooky, mm-hmm. crazy, odd, stiff necked sometimes, but really, really fun, really, really
0: great and awesome. And, and listeners, we barely scratched the surface on this topic tonight. Oh my we gosh. Could, yeah, we, could, so we could have honorable mentioned all night, but uh, we'll save that for another show when, when we talk about our favorite Chicago movies. <laughs> you might hear a few of these again. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Dun,
0: dun. but Christine <laughs> Jim Marty as always thank you for for having another great show Marty great to have you back in in the AOTP house thank you sir and, sorry, yeah. hey, so, sorry I horked I that uh, fast times for me but uh, we, we were able to share that one nicely I thought
3: yeah for sure so,
0: all right well listen uh, listen for the the Spotify playlist on this one as well uh, the 80s chock full of awesome soundtracks awesome movies. Thanks for listening to All Over the Place, folks. And we'll hear you and see you soon. Bye-bye. Adios. You've been listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. If you like what you've been listening to, and you know that you have, make sure to subscribe, like, and share at YouTube, Spotify, or your preferred platform. We thank you for your support.